Girl podcast, we're going to discuss FATE, which is often called feline arterial thromboembolism. FATE in cats is most commonly affecting peripheral limbs and is often associated with underlying cardiomyopathy. The high morbidity and mortality thus carries a generally poor prognosis with euthanasia a frequent outcome. Cats may present with concurrent congestive heart failure. For the minority of cats who achieve partial or complete resolution of arterial thromboembolism, the likelihood of recurrent fate is high. So Borgit and all out of Royal Veterinary College wanted to retrospectively evaluate arterial thromboembolism in 250 cats in general practice. They did this from 2004 to 2012. This study looked at two large 24-hour multi-site general practices and one after-hours emergency service with predominantly non-specialized veterinarians. The prevalence of arterial thromboembolism was 0.26% in their overall feline population, with no seasonality reported. 57.4% of cats that presented with arterial thromboembolism were male. Overall, 12% of cats had previously been diagnosed with cardiomyopathy when they presented with arterial thromboembolism. Only 7% were previously diagnosed with hyperthyroidism. The majority of other cases had no previous history of cardiac disease that was known to either the veterinarian or the pet owner. In 20% of the cases, the arterial thromboembolism affected one limb, while the majority, 78%, affected two limbs. 68% of cats had an escolted cardiac abnormality on presentation, such as a murmur or an arrhythmia. A large number of cats did not have sufficient data to determine the presence or absence of concurrent congestive heart failure. In other words, chest radiographs may not have been performed. But of those that did have sufficient data, 67% had concurrent congestive heart failure. Unfortunately, 61.2% of cats were euthanized on presentation. Treatment was attempted in the remaining 38% of cats. 68 out of 250 cats did survive beyond 24 hours. That's almost 27%. Thus, of those that underwent initial treatment, 70% of cats in which treatment was attempted did survive beyond 24 hours. A lower rectal temperature and presentation to the second clinic, in other words, a referral, were independent predictors of 24-hour mortality. If clinic two was removed from analysis, no factors were predictive of 24-hour mortality. Overall, 56% of cats surviving greater than 24 hours were deceased within seven days, predominantly due to euthanasia. Only 30 cats, or 12%, survived beyond the seven-day total. Predictors for seven-day mortality included lower rectal temperature and lack of treatment with aspirin, clopidogrel, or both. 47% of cats had recurrence of arterial thromboembolism, with a median time of reoccurrence at 118 days, or approximately half a year. Only six of these cats survived to greater than one year, and the majority were euthanized down the line due to signs of recurrent arterial thromboembolism or congestive heart failure. Although the majority of cases in the study were euthanized, particularly within the first 24 hours, of those that were treated, 70% of the cats did survive beyond 24 hours, which is noteworthy. Evaluating factors predictive of survival as it pertains to specific arterial thromboembolism treatment modalities, such as heparin, clopidogrel, aspirin, or some combination, was difficult in this study precisely due to the high percentage of euthanasia and the low percentage of cats that were treated for the disease process. Hypothermia at presentation impacted seven-day survival. 
evaluation of long-term survival factors and systemic complications of arterial thromboembolism was difficult due to the small number of surviving cats and limitations of retrospective studies, such as incomplete medical records. The authors do report that the number of cats with escalted cardiac abnormalities on presentation is greater than previously reported in other retrospective studies. What do we take from this Vet Girl podcast? Given the inherent limitations of retrospective data and the large number of cases euthanized on presentation in this study, this study provides its greatest value in its evaluation of the characteristics of the arterial thromboembolism population at the time of presentation. A relatively small number of cats with arterial thromboembolism will present with a prior documented history of heart disease or hyperthyroidism, thus not providing most clinicians or pet owners with any forewarning. The first auscultation abnormality appears to come on presentation with arterial thromboembolism. Well, given the recent data on cardiac biomarkers, it seems reasonable that more of these cats will have detection of occult heart disease prior to arterial thromboembolism if we as veterinarians were to add BNP, and troponin levels to routine screening bloodwork panels in middle to older aged cats. Of the cats that were not euthanized at presentation, most survived beyond 24 hours but were euthanized prior to seven days, likely reflecting lack of clinical improvement and owner financial considerations. Although no real conclusions can be drawn about treatment efficacy from this study due to the small number of survivals, it's interesting that reduced survival was reported in the cats not receiving aspirin or clopidogrel or both, which certainly warrants further investigation, ideally in a prospective manner and in comparison with heparin products. Our take-home message, arterial thromboembolism in cats presents with significant morbidity and low rate of previously detected occult cardiomyopathy. The rate of euthanasia within the first 24 hours is high, and long-term survivors are few. The high rate of euthanasia due to patient morbidity and previously reported survival data make true evaluation of factors such as treatment that influence survival difficult in the present study. Larger studies of treated patients are necessary to determine whether antithrombotics such as aspirin, clopidogrel, or heparin can have significant impact on patient outcome. When in doubt, keep these guys pain-free, in oxygen as needed, and based off this study, I'd probably start aspirin and or clopidogrel a little bit earlier.